the college basketball experience, Big Ten conference preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash only at PropSwap. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You can download that for free in the app store or Google play store today. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the College Basketball Experience Big Ten Conference Preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. Yes, yes, yes. Second man in the booth, former. Well, the DFS got himself. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for there you go. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Somebody give that man a cup of coffee. Yeah. I yeah. know it's early on the West Coast, but wake up, buddy. We're, we're here to talk Big Ten basketball. I know, buddy. I was only just banging out five podcasts and then did a comedy show last night. So, uh, you know, sometimes you wake up, you need that cup of coffee, and I haven't had the freedom to go get it yet. All right. Well, hopefully our pod will be more successful than your stand up last night. Mm. I, joking. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. Well, it, it was actually decent. It was actually yeah. decent, but wow. ah, how about that? God damn it. <laughs> Pretty good show. If I may yeah, say so nice. myself, it's one of those ones that gets you excited about life. Not one of those ones where you, you go and you're performing in front of four people <laughs> and you just drive home, hating everything. You're mad at your dog. You're mad at your cat. You're mad at your wife. You know what I mean? Just mad at everything all because three people showed up and they didn't like your new uh, Epstein joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Cause I don't have a cat. So uh, <laughs> I've never had one, never planned on having well, one. T- tomorrow's but, a new day, uh, buddy. I guess so. Uh, Big Ten basketball is pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, they got they got a cat in there, the Wildcats, Northwestern Wildcats, <laughs> and we will get to them. You see that? You see what I did there? That's why they <laughs> that's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, look, this is a conference that everyone said was the best in all of college basketball last year, and the regular season. I gotta be honest, I was glued to the TV night after night watching some of these premier matchups. However, 
when the old big dance started, big 10 kind of fizzled out. Oh, I mean, Ohio state early exit, Purdue early exit, the fighting Illini early exit, Iowa early exit. Need I go on? Yeah. I mean, all of those teams laid an egg in the, uh, in the field of 68. Really, uh, Mich- Michigan was the only one that that went Sweet Sixteen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Doot, 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 doot. That's correct. Only one. Yeah, for the best conference in the nation, only one team in the Sweet Sixteen. That doesn't cut it. Yeah, and then you saw the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve and and SEC had decent tournaments. I believe SEC maybe. I think more so Big Twelve and Pac Twelve had great yeah. NCAA tournaments. So. I guess that begs the question: Are they the best conference coming into this year, Nick? Mm, I think again, the Big Twelve might have something to say about that. Well, it's going to be tough this year because you know, this year, unlike any other year, the transfer portal went wild. A lot of new faces on a lot of new teams. Uh, you know, coming into the season, sure they can stake their claim to that title, but I think three or four other conferences could do the same. So we'll have to see how it plays out. But of course the big 10 is right up there, regardless of what happened in postseason last year. All right. Well, if you're a first time listener, first off, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause we're breaking down every single conference. So we're going to be breaking down college basketball, six days a week, daily shows on what are the best bets, the best games. We will have you covered on the college basketball experience. Also subscribe to the college football experience. We talk college football year round over there. Big 10 having a great year uh, over, you know, in the football world. So subscribe to both. But if you're a first time listener, we break these down um, alphabetically. We, and then at the end we'll, we'll predict uh, what we think the pecking order of the big 10 will go. But also I feel like I should take the time right now to, uh, to tell the folks out there that the odds for the Big Ten from the start, let me just hop into this: Michigan plus two hundred, Purdue plus three hundred, Ohio State plus six hundred, the Illini uh, plus seven hundred, Michigan State Tom Izzo plus nine hundred, uh, Maryland plus twelve hundred, and and that's that's pretty juicy right there. Rutgers first time to the big dance last year is since 1991. They're plus 2000. Indiana's plus 2,500. Wisconsin is plus 3,300. Iowa's plus 4,000. Nebraska plus 10,000. Fred Hoiberg. Hey, uh, Chris Collins uh, plus plus 20,000. <laughs> They're pretty decent <laughs> this year. Uh, Penn, Penn State plus twenty thousand or two hundred to one, however you want to say this. Uh, Minnesota plus twenty five thousand. So there you go. Uh, any surprising things before we jump off uh, into there? I don't know about surprising, but I see value in a couple of teams like Maryland at plus twelve hundred and Indiana at plus twenty five hundred. If I was looking to bet this conference, I, I might go with uh, my favorite. Which is either Michigan or Purdue. For me, that's probably Michigan. But you know, differing people can can uh, think differently. Uh, then I might sprinkle some on a team like Maryland and Indiana because uh, I think they got a shot to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't mention the Illini, and that's who we got to start with. They won. Well, they're gonna be good this year. I mean, they I won mean, the regular season last year. And Jessica's Dosunmu is who's been the, the their best player since uh, 
Name me somebody really good. Nick back Anderson. In the day. Nick Anderson. <laughs> wow, he went real back in the day. I like it. Uh, you know, so just because he left, I mean, which obviously he's going to be sorely missed. And they also had Adam Miller transfer, which was disappointing. But uh, they the, they received great news just what a month ago or so when Kofi Coburn, the big man, the seven footer, decided to return after flirting with Kentucky and possibly some others. Uh, that was. Huge. I mean, huge. Right, right off the bat, he's a top three player in the conference, and uh, Illinois is going to be right there, man. And he's suspended for the first week. <laughs> Have you seen Which this crap? Have yeah, you and you know, you've probably seen some of the tweets out there. Like Mark Few has a DUI, and he only gets a one game suspension. And Coburn sells some licensed apparel or something that he shouldn't have sold and gets three games. You know, which is come on, man. It's all bullshit. Just because it was before the NIL, bullshit. I'm on your yeah. side, Kofi Coburn. Um, but look, Trent Frazier's back, Andre Curbelo's back, and Coburn. Those three in general. That's great to nice have. Trio. Yeah, Adam Miller, by the way, is out for the year down there at LSU. Um, but I like Jacob Grandison. I know he didn't get major minutes a season ago, but I think he's a solid contributor. And then the big one here, Alfonso Plummer, transferring in from Utah. This guy was a baller at Utah last year. I think he'll have a big impact on this team. They also got Omar Payne from Florida. Um, they bring back Demonte Williams, who's a fifth-year team. They actually projected starters have like, I mean, I I would assume that Plummer perhaps ends up starting. I don't know. I would think so. Yeah. But you, in general, you're talking about a very veteran team, with the exception of Curbelo. You know, like that. Most of that. Team is is uh, experienced fifth year seniors. I'm counting. They have six or no five fifth year seniors on the roster. That's impressive. Can they very, get it going? Yeah, very much so. You gotta love the experience. Most teams that win a conference one year are not this experienced the next year. So you have to love that. Uh, you know, some some areas of concern is they might not be the deepest team in the world. And I would say the backcourt is on the smallish side. I mean, right now they're projected to start a couple guards that are six one, six two, and six three. Uh, that could uh, be a you know a negative thing when you're looking at defending some of the uh, bigger, more athletic backcourts within the league and with or you know outside the league within the whole country. So, um, but you love the experience and you love Coburn coming back as a center, and therefore I project them to be a tournament team and to have another nice year. They're take they're gonna take a step back from last year. You don't lose to Sunmu and you know remain the same team, but still quality program, quality coach with Brad Underwood, and uh, they're gonna be a very quality program this year. It'll be interesting to see how they do as the season progresses. Got they got a guy named Coleman Hawkins on the team. All right, shout out to uh, the the uh, the blues and jazz legend Coleman Hawkins. So maybe uh, maybe they're gonna be singing the blues by the end of the year down there in Champaign. Who knows? But uh, look, they got out coached by Porter Moser in that NCAA championship. I think Underwood Underwood probably learned something from that, gained some experience because although Underwood is a very good basketball coach, he doesn't have like this crazy tournament resume. I think learning is the only way to, right. for this to happen. You know what I mean? So. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a positive mo- moving forward, even despite the Sumo and Adam Miller. So I think they're going to be a tournament team. What's that? How far do you think they can, they can go? How far do you think they can advance? Uh, they could be a sweet 16 team, maybe even more. Yeah. I think, I think I'd, I'd put the ceiling at sweet 16. 
I just think when you have that good of a backcourt with Corbello, Frazier, and Plummer, and then Coburn is a force, man. So that can give you a shot. I'd say pretty much against everybody. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see them going up against Purdue, Michigan, uh, the two teams that are projected to be towards the top of this conference. But like I said, don't expect that much of a fall off just because Doson Moo's not there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up, we are talking Mike Woodson and the Indiana Hoosiers. He's back home. Look, it's it, college basketball is in this. Uh, you know, I feel like more so than college football, they're in this era where like Ewing, Georgetown, Penny Hardaway, Memphis, Juwan Howard, Michigan. Um, there's more than this too. I, I'm drawing. I'm drawing some blank. Uh, uh, Hubert Davis, North Carolina, and now you, we talk Mike Woodson, former Bob Knight player, played at Indiana. Now it was a long time ago. But I thought one of the best things he did was, or not he, but uh, the university did, was bringing Thad Mata to be with him. Essentially, uh, I believe the athletic director or something to that extent. Uh, that was a big thing because Woodson had been removed from the college game such a long time. That you know, and you mentioned uh, Michigan, Juan Howard. They did the same thing, bringing in that assistant Phil, coach, Phil Martelli. There. Phil Martelli. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think both uh, helped tremendously. And you see Penny Hardaway. Well, who did he just hire? He hired Larry Brown, a guy that's very familiar with the college and pro game. Larry Brown got SMU to the tournament a few years ago and obviously won a national championship at Kansas and took UCLA very far back in the right. early eighties. Um, now, now we, uh, we, we touch base with Mike Woodson, the great hire. I like the Thad Mata hire as well. I think Indiana is finally going to get this thing right. And obviously it's going to, it's going to help when you bring back trace Jackson Davis, who's maybe the best player in the country. He's a baller, man. He's going to be right there. Certainly helps. And you know, it's not just him in the front court, his uh, front court mate uh, race. Thompson is a nice player. Also those two combined, they certainly, you know, form one of the best front courts in America. And they bring back, I thought pretty solid players a year ago. Uh, and Rob Finnessy and uh, Trey Galloway that were co- solid contributors. I thought on the bench, sure. They lost uh, some players in the transfer portal, uh, Durham and Franklin and, and Jerome Hunter, but I think they won the transfer portal because certainly, yeah, I think that that backcourt, they kind of disappointed last year, uh, you know, Franklin and Durham and Hunter, all three of them, but especially Franklin and Durham, they're solid players. And they, you know, I think uh, they should, they didn't play as good as they could have whether that was them, whether it was coaching, what have you. But uh, I think the people they brought in are actually probably better than them. So on paper, at least you chalk it up as a win. Yeah. Xavier Johnson coming in from Pitt. He's a baller, 14 points four, just about three and a half boards, 5.7 assists, 1.3 steals. Keep an eye on this name, Parker Stewart from UT Martin guy. He's a fifth year senior UT Martin averaged 19 points a game there. I think that was a big addition. Miller cop transferring within the conference. This guy was good at Northwestern. That was a blow to Chris Collins and the wildcats. Um, but that was a big get. And I actually like this one, Michael Durr from South Florida. I thought that was a key. That's a key get by them. Big man, seven footer gets about nine points, eight boards. He's going to be great when, when, when Jackson Davis checks out or, you know, like just getting in there and being a force at it as a seven footer in the big 10. Cause I think we, we mentioned it. We haven't got to Purdue yet, but we Kofi Coburn. You got a lot of bigs in this conference uh, that that are very good. So you're going to need depth. 
Um, and then don't sleep on, don't sleep on Tamar Bates. Tamar Bates. This was a freshman that was originally heading to Texas with Shaka Smart, big time recruit. When Shaka Smart uh, got fired, he flipped over to Indiana, and Mike Woodson, uh, the beneficial beneficiary of that situation there in Austin. So, what do you make? I actually think they're a, they're a sleeper team in this year, dude. I know it's year no. one for Woodson, but but this roster, I think, is a, they're a sleeper team to win the Big Ten this year. I completely agree. That's why I was saying those odds were pretty juicy. You know, they have the experience, they have talent. If you look at their top seven or so, they're all upperclassmen, including some redshirt seniors. Uh, starting five is four seniors and a junior in Jackson Davis. And then they have some younger guys with the talent, like like Bates or like Trey Galloway that you mentioned. Uh, they're deep. They're they're tall. You name it, man. There's not a whole lot to to dislike when you're looking at the roster. I guess the one question is Mike Woodson as a college coach, but you know what alleviates some of those concerns is the assistant coach that you brought in, who's been around the college game forever. So I really like Indiana. I think uh, you know last year, even though they were just 12 and 15, seven and 12 in conference, uh, the the needle is pointing upward. This this team is uh, this program is trending in the right direction. It seems like they have the right coach. And now they just got to prove it on the court. Last year, they reminded me of like Texas football because like you'd see the talent. They yeah. just couldn't win these big games. And I feel like I, well, I, I was bullish on them with Jackson Davis. I was like, how are they losing this game? They were up not, 10 not at halftime. Yeah. I'd say last three or four years. Yeah, that's true. Very it's true. Not more. Very true. Um, all right, folks. I want to tell you guys that the college basketball experience, Big Ten Conference preview, is brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball. NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. And let me tell you, WinBet's got some brand new bonuses. New users can bet one dollar and win a hundred on any sport. I mean, that one dollar to win a hundred—that's a great deal. Then you get, you can get a fifteen hundred dollar free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to two hundred percent. I.e., you bet a hundred dollars, you get a two hundred dollar free bet. Max wager is seven hundred fifty, meaning they'll match it fifteen hundred dollars. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? We'll sign up today to receive a special offer: a risk-free thousand dollar sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N bet.com to start winning today. All right. Well, here's one I'm curious about the Iowa Hawkeyes. I was, uh, I hit this. I, I was right on the nail on this one last year as a, as a, a pretender in the, uh, uh, give me, give me some credit too. Let's say we were both. Yeah. <laughs> we- we both at Iowa losing early and sure enough in the second round, they dropped the game to uh, Oregon, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they got whooped by Oregon and uh, yeah, 
Luca Luca Garza is gone, and you know, obviously, Kyle, he was a he was a beast for a lot of a long time there. But they lost. Right. Not, they didn't just lose him. They lost Joe's, Joe Weiskamp. They lost C.J. Frederick. Who I believe is at Kentucky. Jack Nunge is at Xavier. So they they lost a good amount. However, I think a guy who played good, really good for them as a freshman last year was Keegan Murray. Keep an eye right. on that. I thought he was much better uh, than 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 he got the credit for essentially. Um, but then they re, you know they return some of these guys that were solid contributors. Jordan Bohannon being uh, the main one. They bring in a North Dakota transfer in Philip Rabraka. Uh, Connor McCaffrey. They have, they also have Patrick McCaffrey. Obviously, Fran McCaffrey, head coach. Joe uh, Toussaint's back at the point guard spot. Um, what do you make of this Hawkeye team? You know, they, this is one that I I don't think they're going to be dancing this year. No, this is kind of more of a rebuilding season. But Fran McCaffrey always has Iowa playing solid basketball. So again, don't expect them to be like you know bottom three teams in the conference. I they're probably going to be right around five hundred, maybe a couple games below five hundred in the conference. Losing Garza is obviously a big deal. We we mentioned last year they were just they weren't a very complete team. The overall they lacked athleticism. They weren't very good on defense. I, actually, they were abysmal on defense. Uh, and you know, I, I guess you know losing Garza maybe that helps because he wasn't a very good defender. He wasn't the uh, fleetest of foot. Uh, but I mean, I guess this guy Philip Rabraka, who averaged seventeen at North Dakota, he's going to have to do his best Garza impersonation because they're going to need points somewhere. But if you look at the roster, I mean, last year they brought in five freshmen. You mentioned Keegan Murray. That guy's got a bright future. He's going to play a much more prominent role this season. But they're going to need some of those other now sophomores who didn't do much last year to step up. Uh, you know, we're not at Iowa practice. We don't know the potential of these guys. But um, they got a lot of a lot of young guys on the team right now, and they're probably at least a year away, if not two. Yeah, I think this is a team. Uh, you know, whereas I like Indiana's upside, Iowa. I mean, I get it. McCaffrey is a good coach. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we are way off on this, and and they come out and they end up in the a bubble team or something, get in the NCAA tournament. It'll be interesting to watch the the growth of the team. You know, with, with this many young players uh, as the season prolongs, but I, I don't think they're a tournament team. So far, I would say what Illinois, yes, uh, Indiana. What, what's our what's our ceiling on Indiana? By the way, <laughs> Indiana could surprise some people, man. Like, look, this is college basketball. I mean, nobody had Oregon State going to the Final Four, or I, mean, I guess they didn't, but they were pretty yeah. darn close. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most people might not have had Houston. Uh, so I would say Indiana. I would say their ceiling is Final Four material. Yeah, no, I, I agree I, with I, you. I'm that high on them. All right, what about the ceiling of Iowa? First round? Uh, no, I don't see it make the. No, I don't think so. I think uh, they're they'd be hopeful to be you know on the bubble and be considered, but I don't see any way that this this team right here with uh, the talent deficiency they have can uh, make the tourney. Nit. Sure. Yep. There you go. All right. Next up, we want to talk about one of the more interesting teams I think in in the uh, in, in the nation this year, really. Let alone the Big Ten, and that is the Maryland Terrapins. Mark Turgeon, you know, they for a minute there it seemed like he was on the hot seat. Next thing you know, you look and see, uh, hey, uh, he's he's got extended. 
He brought in Danny Manning as an assistant coach, former uh, head coach at Tulsa and, and at Wake Forest. And then talk about winning the transfer portal. Yes, you lost Daryl Morsel to to uh, Marquette, and you had some key players leave. Obviously, Aaron Wiggins, uh, G- uh, Jalen Smith, uh, and Hamilton. But th- I mean, they loaded up in the transfer portal, and th- I think the big thing for them is bringing back Eric Ayala. Hakeem Hart and Dante Scott. Those three definitely were beasts a season ago. Then transfer uh, the transfer portal. Fats Russell, we know, is a tough, gritty guard, fifth year senior, super senior, 15 points a game, just about four and a half boards. This guy's five and 11. Or he's, <laughs> five, he's five 11, and he's bringing in four and a half boards. That's, that's, uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. Um, that tells g- you something. To give you an idea, Hakeem Hart is six six. He's bringing in three and a half boards a game. Um, but Fats Russell also uh, four and a half assists per game. He's also one of the steals leaders in America. I feel like uh, every year he's in contention for uh, top ten. Uh, that was a huge get, and then the biggest one is Wahab from Georgetown. Obviously, that guy is a player, and I think the front court with Dante Scott and Wahab. Wow, talk about a one-two punch. Um, what and then it's in the transfer portal. I even like the Ian Martinez get, and perhaps that Xavier Green at ODU uh, grad transfer works out. I don't know. I know uh, James Graham was a freshman. They got a little burn for them a season ago. I know they got a couple freshmen coming in. They also have an Arizona State and Elon transfer, uh, Simon Wright, who actually had, was solid at Elon. But I don't know much about those guys contributing. But I can tell you this: that starting five is fire. Yeah, it really is. You know, uh, I think the question marks on this team is possibly coaching and possibly the bench. Uh, you, you look at the starting five, and it, that's a lot to like there. You know, really no nothing negative to, to say about that. Uh, that'll take this team a long way. Uh, the question is Turgeon as a tournament coach and the bench. Um, you know, they they really need either Martinez or Green. Maybe one of the the two um, four star freshmen coming in. That they, they're going to need some depth. We're not sure who that's going to come from. We're not sure if uh, Xavier Green, the old Dominion guy, can step his game up and play valuable minutes in the Big Ten. And we're not even sure about Ian Martinez that much. So those are my two reservations about the team. But overall, you gotta like the starting five. You gotta like the overall talent level and experience. I think Maryland could do some things this year. Dude, that's like a national championship starting five. You know, I mean, in some years where the returning players aren't as plentiful as this year, I would yeah. maybe agree. But um, yeah, let's just see if they can win the Big Ten first. That'll be enough of a challenge. Oh, I'm, I'm at. not calling for them to win the national championship. I'm just saying when you look at that starting five, I think Hart is better than what his stats indicate. Yeah. And I think f- when you go Russell, Ayala, Hart, Dante, Scott, Wahab, I just think it's a r- unbelievably and, and talented starting class. Yeah, you'll find no, you'll find no argument that they're very talented and very good. But there could be other starting fives within the conference, let alone within the country, who are just as good, if not better. Also, I agree. I was just saying, based on I could name national championship teams that I think this starting five, based on talent, are better than <coughs> Virginia <laughs> but the starting five. <laughs> But this starting five only has a chance to win the championship this year. That's right? true. They're, they're not playing UVA. That's from three true. Years ago. Uh, but I wasn't trying to state that. I was just saying that for if you if you were to grab, you know, the past ten to fifteen starting uh, fives that won the NCAA championship, I think this starting five 
can go toe for toe with for them or with them, and then it may perhaps even be better from a talent yeah, perspective. I mean, sure, okay, I get your point, I guess. The fact that I mean, we're always excited for college basketball season, but this year maybe even more so because of all the amount of returning players and how many good teams and really good teams there are across the country. So that's what makes this year, you know, maybe even more fascinating than most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to perhaps the elephant in the room when talking big 10 basketball. And that is Jawan Howard's bunch, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, a lot of publications have them in the preseason top 10. I think getting Hunter Dickinson back pretty much solidified that, but also the freshman class he's bringing in is unbelievable. Um, yes, they lose Franz Wagner. Yes, they lose they they lose uh, Isaiah uh, Livers. Uh, yes, they lose uh, Shaude Brown, the Wake Forest transfer. Mike Smith gone. You would think you would take a step back, but Hunter Dickinson played great last year. Eli Brooks. Did you back. see the Did you see the shirt that Hunter Dickinson was wearing the other day? I did not. It said "Big Dickinson Energy." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. It it makes you want to root Sorry, for them even more. Um, but I mean, an unbelievable freshman class coming in. I'm talking like it was like I, I don't have uh, the exact numbers on. I believe it was like four or five of the top 100 players uh, coming into. Uh, to Ann Arbor. And then the, I think a huge get was Devonte Jones, the coastal Carolina uh, transfer. This guy was a baller. I know it was in the Sun Belt. How will that transition to the big 10, but 19 points a game, seven boards, 2.8 steals. Gotta love his game. Uh, so Eli Brooks, Devonte Jones, and also uh, some of these freshmen, uh, Caleb, uh, Houston, uh, Diabite, um, just a slew, Frankie Collins, Isaiah Barnes. I mean, just a slew of uh, freshmen there. I'm probably, uh, I'm not going to name all of them, but uh, that are going to have an impact. And I think also don't forget about Brandon Johns jr. He's a senior. I think he's going to step up his input. What do you make of this team? Now they're inexperienced in a lot of ways, but there's a couple with Devonte Jones, redshirt senior and Eli Brooks, redshirt senior, and then Brandon Johns. Will that be enough experience in March, Nick? Yeah, I think the the big thing there is Devonte Jones and how will he fare in the big 10 compared to the Sun Belt? obviously a step up in class, but he was pretty damn good for coastal Carolina. So I expect him to, you know, at least be a nice point guard for Michigan this year. Eli Brooks, really good shooting guard. Uh, Dickinson and Johns on the interior on the interior doesn't get too much better than that. And then the two five stars, Houston and Diabate, I, you know, apparently they're ready to come in and contribute right away. I mean, you know, they could be f- future first round draft picks. So you're right, they're a little bit green, especially on the bench and in some positions. But um, from a talent perspective, yeah, I mean, Michigan is right there with pretty much anybody in the nation. Uh, they should be, you know, most people are projecting either them or, or, per, or, or uh, Purdue win the conference. I'll say Purdue is more experienced. You may favor Purdue over the course of the regular season, but I think Michigan has the higher ceiling just due to the talent. If you're looking at postseason. So uh, John Howard doing a bang up job there. He's got all the momentum in the world and uh, they just keep on rolling here. Considering they lost 60% of their scoring a season ago. It's pretty amazing that they'll be, uh, you know, that they're preseason even top ten. But 
Well, I mean, you know, with that kind of recruiting class, it's almost like Duke or Kentucky over the last few years. Uh, it's expected to lose a lot of production from the year before. Yeah, and 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 you mentioned Caleb Houston. That guy's already a projected lottery pick. Already yeah. a project and Diabate Diabate. How do you pronounce that again? Diabate. I think it's Diabate. He's from France, so I'm I'm struggling to. Uh, but they say he's a uh, he'll be a, a potentially could be a first round pick as well. Um, that's pretty that's pretty substantial there. Sure, six eight Houston, six ten Diabate. Uh, both I guess are listed as power forwards. Houston might be able to play a little bit more of the three. Also, they they are matchup problems, and they certainly add to the talent and depth of the team. Yeah. Um, so ceiling national championship. Sure. Why not? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I still like other teams better than Michigan when you look at across the whole country, but um, you could certainly say they have enough talent to make a final four. And if you've gone that far, anybody can win two more. All right. Well, let's switch over and talk their rivals. We just watched that game. Great football game on Saturday. That thing got, it's the highest rated game of the season so far for college football. Oh, wow. Michigan, Michigan state. Uh, I'm referring to, so let's switch over and talk Tom Izzo's bunch. Um, last year was disappointing, barely making the NCAA tournament, losing in the, the opening four games. But they, I mean, look, they almost beat UCLA. They went to overtime. They blew a 12 point lead against UCLA. Um, and you, you, we saw what UCLA did. I mean, they sh- probably should have been in the national championship if it wasn't for a crazy shot. Um, Izzo though, they, they lose rocket Watts. They lose Josh Langford. They lose Aaron Henry. Watts is now at Mississippi state foster lawyer. He's down at Davidson. Now I hear though. I, I was John Rothstein was talking about. They're going to be a much better shooting team this year. Um, Marcus Bingham's back. Joey Hauser's back. Gabe Brown is back. Those are three seniors. That's good to have that experience. The freshman Max Christie is the one I think several people in the state of Michigan are are talking about right now. Is is he related to Doug? Does anybody know? I don't recall. Just just the same with the same last name, same there you know, he's Max Christie's six six. I think I feel like Doug was in the same ballpark. Could okay, you, doesn't you, matter, you, but you, uh, go you, ahead. You could be right there. You could be right. Um anyway, uh I think one of the big gets, cause obviously rocket Watts gone, but getting Tyson Walker from Northeastern, I, I really like Northeastern's basketball program. And uh, I think that could, it's, that's going to end up a really good get. I'm going to make that prediction 19 points a game. Yeah. It was just the CAA. I think he's going to be in a, he won't put up those numbers, but he is going to be a good guard. And that was a very good get for Tom Izzo. Um, they also brought in Jason Wittens from Western Michigan. And he's a fifth year senior. I don't know. He's going to give you a little bit of depth at the guard spot. The bench Malik Hall is back. Uh, Julius marble, AJ Hoggard. I mean, I, I don't know. I think some of these freshmen are going to be key, mainly Christie. Cause I know yeah. Izzo Izzo's not big on playing a ton of freshmen, but uh, I mean, Christie's probably going to be the leading scorer on this team. Well, they're going to need scoring. Definitely. I think the front court is very solid. They can throw about five guys at you who are all like six, eight and above all thick, you know, all, all just like big physical bruisers like Michigan state under Izzo is known for. So I'm not concerned about the front court at all. I think overall the front court, I think 
lacks talent, but they're good enough college basketball players and they're deep enough. You know, they don't have to worry about foul trouble and whatnot. Uh, the, the, the glaring question is certainly in the backcourt, you know, the projected two starters have played zero big 10 games, you know, with Christie, the freshman and Walker, the uh, transfer from Northeastern and off the bench, you're they, you know, th- there's not like there's solid uh, contributors in the backcourt off the bench either. So right now the guard position is a big question mark. And I mean, if, if anything in college basketball, you'd rather have it the other way around. You'd rather have a very solid backcourt, maybe some question marks up front. Um, so that that's my one hesitation with Michigan state is that they definitely need the five-star freshman Max Christie to play like a veteran right away and probably lead the team in scoring. And they need Tyson Walker, the transfer to be a steady point guard. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, I think right now they can't be in the mix for top third of the league because of those question marks. But come on, man! It's Izzo. It's Michigan State. You know they're going to be there. You know they're going to have a good team, and I think they will make the tournament. I think they make the tournament first or second round. Yeah, yeah, first or second round. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on that though. Christie and Walker at that backcourt. It's going to be interesting to watch those two. Um, I want to tell you guys out there that the College Football Experience Big Ten Basketball Preview is brought to by brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best world series futures. All season long PropSwap has been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. All right. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just has to improve. Thousands of betters across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. So get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. The next up, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Richard Patino, he's at New Mexico now. They canned him. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't win on the road. That was the reality there with the. But Marcus Carr, he's gone. He's down there in Austin, Texas. So now we talk go for basketball. Ben Johnson, the new head coach, and this is transfer you right now. So many players left. Marcus Carr, Liam Robbins, Jamal Mashburn Jr., Brandon Johnson, both Gotch. Uh, a slew of players, more than that, um, left. The only returning projected starter, I think is his redshirt senior, Eric Curry. He wasn't the starter a season ago. And then they went out and got, I mean, I'm talking the rest of their team. <laughs> the rest of their team is freshmen or, or transfers. Um, so they basically have one guy back. Um, and that guy averaged 3.7 points per game and three rebounds. So he was pretty far down on that bench a year ago. So <laughs> obviously lots of question marks. Now they were very active and they grabbed Peyton Willis from Charleston, who was d- good down there in Charleston for Earl Grant's bunch. Um, uh, William and Mary transfer and Luke Lowell, 16 points a game there in the CAA. Jamison Battle coming in from George Washington, where that guy averaged 17 points a game in the A10. I think he'll probably be their best player. Um, but they bring in freshman uh, Trayton Thompson at the center spot. They Only also, a three star, which is surprised to see a projected starter as as a three star freshman, because usually 
Yeah, you're lucky to get you know some solid minutes off the bench for a, a three star. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe Peyton Willis could be there. I mean, what do you think of that starting five battle? Maybe Peyton. Peyton remember, Peyton Willis was at Vanderbilt uh, prior to Charleston. Um, so that was, uh, I, I mean, they got a slew of other transfers. They got Charlie Daniels from Stephen F. Austin, who's a fifth year senior. They went to the D two route and D three route to get a few guys. Danny o- Ogale, <laughs> who's a fifth year senior, and then senior Parker Fox. Uh, they also brought in a uh, Lafayette transfer, Elijah Stevens, who played great with Lafayette, sixteen points a game, and also Sean Sutherland from New Hampshire. So, see, the problem is, is some of these teams were really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what does somebody who, uh, you know, put up 10 points in division two, I mean, <laughs> what did someone at new Hampshire that put up 13 points a game, you know, who the hell knows how they're going to play it in the big 10. That's why this team is impossible to look at and say, you know, kind of you know, peg them as to where, what they might be able to accomplish. You have to just say very bottom of the conference, just because they're a complete unknown and the players are bringing in. It's not like we're very familiar with them. Yeah. yeah, maybe one, maybe one or two of the guys you might have watched a game at Charleston or something. But G- GW, I, I watched Jameson battle at George okay, Washington. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. Lowe was good. At, he was you know good at at women Mary, but that doesn't mean he's ready to take on Michigan and Purdue. So uh, yeah, I mean this team more so than any other. Just uh, so many transfers coming in, most of them from small schools or or d- different levels. You know, Division One, Division Two. Who knows? Uh, ben Johnson he's had a solid career. I think he's a good coach. It seems like he might be a good fit for Minnesota down the road. But um, yeah, this year I got my hands up because who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're the true enigma of the Big Ten. So I'm going to pick them to finish last. <laughs> I think I think that's a kind of a consensus, you know, just with nobody coming in, or I'm sorry, with nobody returning. You know, it's a very big question mark. Well, this team, I think, I think this team could be better than what we think. This next team, talking about the Nebraska Cornhuskers and Fred Hoiberg's bunch. Now, I thought Delano Banton was con- going to come back potentially, and I was like, "Whoa, they're going to be loaded." But he's gone. Teddy Allen's gone. They lost uh, about five guys from last year's roster. But I kind of like what I see here now. Keep an eye. I'm telling you, some of these. Uh, keep an eye out. First off, on Alonzo Verge from uh, from Arizona State. That was a great transfer get by by Fred Hoiberg. I think him and Trey McGowan's and also Bryce McGowan's, his brother, the five star recruit. I think those three are going to be fun to watch. They're going to be very interesting backcourt. I mean, it's an yeah. interesting backcourt because Trey McGowan's he was at Pitt, very good player at Pitt a couple of years ago and verge or verge or however you pronounce it. Yeah. He's uh, had a very solid career, you know, um, in Tempe. So the backcourt is very interesting. I give you that. Uh, then Latin Mayan at the forward spot, about nine points a game, four and a half boards. And then I guess the question mark fifth year senior, Derek Walker, can he put it together? I, I, I had the opportunity to see some of this, uh, see some highlights from there. They played in the exhibition game, but they look really good. I granted they're playing Nova or they're playing Colorado. Actually. Um, they actually gave it to Colorado. Sorry. I was thinking of Kentucky for a second. Um, that's good. That's, that's a good exhibition game, but also keep an eye on Kobe Webster on the bench. Um, some of these other transfers they brought in Xavier, CJ, uh, CJ Wilcher from Xavier. 
Keon Edwards from DePaul. I know they didn't do much there, but they're young. They were freshmen a season ago, Nick. Maybe that they can pay off. I think this is an exciting team to watch this year in the Big Ten. I feel like we've kind of said that every year for Nebraska, though, because on paper <laughs> they 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 seem interesting. They seem like they might have some pieces on paper, and so far Hoiberg has just not been able to get it done up there. Um, you know, I mean, even the the coach before him, you know, he had talented rosters, but kind of underachieved. So I'm gonna sit here and tell you I'll believe it until I I, I see it. Um, cause right now, even though the backcourt is going to be interesting, they're going to jack up a lot of shots. Overall, I still have big question marks on the whole team. I, you know, the, the front court, the depth defense. So, uh, I'm still, I'm not too high on, uh, on Nebraska, maybe not as high as you. Well, I, I don't know that they're going to, I mean, we'll, we'll see how they, cause this, this is a crowded big 10, but I just feel like night in night out. That's a team that I think could be, could be exciting and fun to watch. That's all I'll say. And maybe you're right. We did say that last year, but Hey, I'm going to drink my beverage. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up, let's talk. Now this one could be the team. That, now I, there's going to be a surprise team here. All right. One of these teams is going to pay off, whether it's Northwestern, whether it's Nebraska, I think it could be Northwestern. Now, obviously the Miller cop loss was pretty damn huge, pretty damn huge. Cause I really, I, I know several college basketball people that were saying this is the year Northwestern will get back to the NCAA tournament mm. before that loss, before yeah. that loss. Um, you look and boo Booey's back. They got chase audits. That guy can play Pete Nance. All of them are back. You would think if they just add cop to that and have four of the five starters yeah. from a season ago, but keep an eye on, and I've heard a few experts talk about this one. Keep an eye on Elijah Williams, a Farley Dickinson transfer. That I, I hear could 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 really help uh, fill the void left by Miller Cop, but uh, I don't know what the projection starting starting five will be. But I would think Boo Booey, obviously Audidge and uh, Pete Nance there. They also have Ty Berry, who was a freshman a season ago. Perhaps he needs to step up. And Robbie uh, Baran. Um, also Ryan Young on the bench. I think he's a solid contributor. What do you make of the Wildcats and could they be the surprise team? I don't know about a surprise team. I mean, look, they went nine and 15 overall, six and 13 inside the conference. Uh, I think for a, a split, for like a quick second, we thought they might be a good team. I think it was like in maybe late December. I think they, no, they, they got might ranked. have been even ranked. ranked. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then after that, they things just fell apart. So I like the trio of Bowie, Aldridge, and Dance. I mean, they're all solid players who have been around the Big Ten block, you know, a, a few times now. But overall, I don't see how this team is much better than last year, especially losing Miller Cop. Um, so and Chris Collins. I mean, even sending them to the tournament one year, he hasn't been able to follow that up yet. So I guess there are some question marks around the head coach as well. I would think they are a bottom tier school, and I do not have them dancing. I mean, they gotta be better returning what three or four starters. They gotta be at least a little bit better with that continuity, right? Yeah, I mean, continuity, sure. I think that might help them in the regular season, especially when they play some teams with with greater roster turnover. And that's certainly there's some teams like that in the Big Ten. So they could be able to steal a couple wins, but this team has a ceiling just due to lack of overall talent. But what about you go back and look at last year's schedule, three point loss to Penn State close loss to Rutgers, single digits, a five point loss at Purdue, who was ranked at the time, double overtime loss to Indiana. 
seven point loss at Illinois. I, I think they're closer five point loss to Maryland. I feel like they're closer than, than what, what you're projecting here. I, I well, really so do. If, if you look at the, you know, that trio, the Bowie Aldridge Nance trio. So last year they were a sophomore, a red shirt, sophomore and a junior. Well, in today's college basketball, that's pretty experienced right there. Now, granted another year certainly helps, but it wasn't like they were all freshmen and sophomores last year. So um, yeah, m- yeah, maybe that experience helps maybe losing the close games last year. Maybe they can win a, a couple more this year, but a couple more, you know, their, their conference record was six and 13. So what do they say? Maybe they uh, maybe go like nine and nine. Well, nine and nine gets you in maybe depending on what you did at outside of the league and you know who you beat, what, you know, did they just beat up on, on Penn state and Minnesota and Iowa, or did they knock off some of the, you know, top tier? Well, we, we shall see buddy. What do you think? NCAA tournament? No, <laughs> you're an asshole. That's your boy. Coach K this is the year of coach K. <laughs> Are you saying yes? I'm saying, bubble. are you saying that they're bubble. Gonna, okay, bubble. Bubble? All yeah. Right. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, hop on over and talk about a team that uh, they were not on the bubble, but they did lose in the first round to oral Roberts. I'm talking Ohio state, Chris Holtman's bunch. Well, they lucked out. They lucked up when uh, EJ Lydell decided to come back 16.7 boards. That's huge. That was a huge get. Yes. They lost uh Dwayne Washington, CJ Walker. Those were big losses. Even uh Musa Musa Hollow or whatever. Um but they return EJ Lydell and they also return Justice uh, Justice Sewing. Those are huge gets and then Jamari Wheeler, the Penn State transfer. Big big get and don't I'm telling you the the one I think that's underrated too is Cedric Russell from Louisiana Lafayette. They were a good team in the Sun Belt. I think he's going to be a key player on this team. They also brought in Joey Brunk from Indiana. I uh, I actually think the bench is pretty solid with Zed Key, Justin Aaron's, uh, Seth Towns, all pretty experienced. And keep an eye on freshman Malachi Branham. I think this is a really good team. Kyle Young, did I mention he's back as well? Fifth year senior. Uh, they, they're very experienced. I'm counting what uh, what six fifth year seniors on this team, super seniors. Yeah. What do you make of the Buckeyes? This team, uh, look. Sometimes you lose in the first round. Look at Virginia. They lost to UMBC. Next year they win the national championship. Yeah, but that was with a very experienced backcourt. Um, I mean, the Buckeyes are going to be good this year. Don't get me wrong. They're almost like a better version of Michigan state, very deep, very experienced front court. Uh, EJ Lydell or Liddell is going to be one of the best players in the conference. Like he was a year ago. And then to add in suing and Kyle young and Zed key and Joey Brunk front court is loaded. One of the best in the country. Once again, backcourt though, big time question marks. You got transfers coming in from Penn state and Louisiana. We'll see how they do in Columbus. I like you Russell. Have a freshman. Russell's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. But similar to Michigan state and the guy they have coming in from the smaller uh, school. So uh, the backcourt is a question mark. You hate losing Washington and Walker uh, just because they were so good last year. So um, I think Ohio State's going to be a, a good team this year. Uh, I think they'll go further than just you know losing in the opening round, but I think there's, a, there's still a ceiling on them as well. Cause I don't, I, I have question marks as to the backcourt, you know, so we'll see, but I think the Buckeyes um, finished definitely, you know, top half of the 
of the league, maybe like fourth or fifth or so. They have a good season, but not great. Sweet sixteen. Yeah, that's fair. Elite eight. No, I think it's a good team. I think they're better than last year. I think they're going to so. be better. Huh? They, I mean, they basically have the front court is basically the same and they lose Washington and Walker two very good. Well, no, th- that's huge. But I also think you learn by losing in the first round. I think so. I, I just think w- with failure, with adversity, you know, and getting yeah. Lydell back. And I also think like Kyle young and sewing back as super seniors, that's huge. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah definitely. But I, I would just like more experience in the backcourt, especially that you said losing experience. I want my guards to go through that. And then I think the the next year they might be able to pull it, pull a UVA and go deep. But with, with a whole new backcourt, you know, they didn't have that experience last year. That's true, but they are seniors. I mean, look, uh, I don't know that Brandon will start probably, but Jamari Wheeler and Cedric Russell are two experienced guards. True. We'll see. Give me the Buckeyes to go to the sweet 16 and maybe, maybe the elite <laughs> eight. Uh, next up, let's talk a little Nittany Lion basketball. Um, this team was, uh, the, I feel like the past three years, Penn State's been so close. Like, frustrating. They, they've got had injuries, they've missed key free throws in games that they could win the game. Uh, I just feel like they're much better than their record every year. I mean, I think they beat, was yeah. it? Didn't they beat like Virginia Tech last year early, and we're thinking, "Damn, this team's going to be good." Now they went out and got a new head coach. They had a somewhat of a disaster coaching. I mean, Pat Chambers, who actually just uh, he had resigned in October about some type of conduct. He is now LaSalle's assistant, and Jim Ferry, mm-hmm. who was the interim head coach, he's now UMBC's head coach um, with the Retrievers. But they bring in Micah Shrewsbury, who was an assistant with Matt Painter at Purdue. And look, I think a huge thing for him was yes, he lost Myron Jones. He lost Brockington to Iowa State. Lost Jamari Wheeler to Ohio State. Lost Brutrick. Butrick. Um, <laughs> those are all key losses. But uh, getting Seth Lundy back was huge. Getting Seth Lundy and John Harar back, absolutely huge for that front court. They also have Miles Dredd coming back, and I think this is another one where you look and say, "Man, can these guards, can these transfers pay off?" He brings him Jaheim Cornwall from Gardner Webb with the running Bulldogs, fit, fit, grad transfer, seen, uh, super senior here, fourteen points a game down there in the Big South, but. He also brings in Jalen Pickett from Sienna, average thirteen point six boards, five assists uh, with Sienna. Can some of these guards pay off? Uh, he, he's got Sam Sessions on the bench, who I thought—I mean, he, he's in a good situation with Sessions. I don't know what. I mean, I actually think this team could this be the sleeper, Nick? Uh, I mean, sleeper to be like bubblicious, maybe. Um, that I mean, if you look at the the schools that went through a coaching change, like if you compare Minnesota and Penn State, Penn State's in a much better situation because the four guys they have returning are all solid Big Ten basketball players. None of them have a chance at the league or anything, but all of them have played decent basketball for Penn State in the past. So 
you know, so Shrewsbury at least has a, a somewhat of a foundation to, to, to a build around uh, the question marks really pertain to the size of this team. They're a relatively small team. If you look at, um, you know, in, in, in their starting lineup projected only one guy above six, seven. And then if you look at the backups, I mean, you know, some of the big men that are, you know, backups from what a transfer from Western Michigan transfer from Canisius, it remains to be seen how they will play on the big 10 level. So I've, I have question marks on the front court here. And then um, those projected starters at guard transferring in from Siena and Gardner Webb. Obviously, those are big question marks as well. At least they have somewhat of a base to build around, and I think that'll keep them competitive in most games. But uh, I, I'm not going to tell you they're going to make the tournament. If, if they couldn't last year with all those guys that transferred out and that kind of talent, uh, granted, talent doesn't always equal you know good team basketball. So maybe you know that's what Shrewsbury can instill, but you got to think it's going to take him a little while to do that to really build that program from the ground up like they have at Purdue. So um, I, I'll be curious to watch his team over the next few years here, but uh, they're going to struggle some this year. Canisius, buddy. Yes, I I, uh, I found one. Um, well, look. Um, I I think uh, it's going to be interesting to watch them this year because one thing Purdue is they're not extremely talented. Some of those years they made the tournament, and if you can play defense the way Purdue's been playing defense, they kind of like a Virginia junior. I've always said. Yeah, but that that goes back to building a program from the the ground up. That probably didn't happen in Painter's first year, you know. So a lot of these players here, they might not be used to the kind of defense that they're that they play at Purdue. So how quickly Shrewsbury can get them on his level remains to be seen. Well, um, uh, let's switch over and talk about Shrewsbury's old school, the Boilermakers of Purdue. A lot of publications have them in the top 10, Nick, the Boilermakers. I mean, they, they, they locked up when Travion Williams decided to return 15 and a half points, nine boards, 2.3 assists. The guy's a damn good player. And then when you consider Eric Hunter, the senior point guards back, Jaden Ivy was a freshman who played fantastic last year. He's back. Sasha Stefanovic, who can hit the three super senior, nine points a game. Mason Gillis, this whole starting five is, is, uh, you know, basically a veteran starting five now. Uh, yeah. Brandon Newman on the bench. He was a solid contributor a year ago. That's a huge uh, returning player to have there. Isaiah Thompson, as well as Zach Eady, uh, the seven, four big man who averaged 8.7 points per game. One and he really came on towards the end of the year too. Yeah. Uh, so you look at Purdue and you say, Whoa. And, and I think uh, you also bring in uh, Caleb first, uh, 2021, Indiana, Mr. Basketball. That is encouraging, um, and also Trey Kaufman Wren at the, at the uh, freshman spot as well. I know Painter probably won't play those guys a ton of time, but I would think they might have an impact on this team. The Boilermakers are loaded. Nick, are they on the verge of a national championship? Oh, pump the brakes, buddy. Pump them. All right. I was big on Purdue last year, and what they do, they lose in the first round to a very overmatched opponent. I do think with this, with that kind of experience and another year with Ivy and Edie, the two freshmen last year who really started coming into their own as the season progressed, uh, they're the key, especially Ivy because Ivy has next level talent. He could be playing in, in the NBA. 
uh, where like say Travion Williams, very good college basketball player. Great to have him back. He doesn't really fit the mold as today's NBA. He's kind of a wide body, uh, not the most athletic. Great on the college level. Great, he'll be great for Purdue this year. But yeah, overall, you love the experience mixed with some talent. So Purdue could do big things this year. Um, you know, I know I said earlier I, I might favor Michigan over Purdue, but probably not as far as in the regular season. This team is built to go through the rigors of the Big Ten basketball schedule. The question mark is what do they do? when they get to the NCAs because you know, I mean, I mean, painter a couple of years ago had that great game against UVA took them to the elite eight. I think it was yeah, right. The Carson, they lost that, yeah. that heartbreaker to the UVA. So, I mean, he's gone pretty far in the tournament before. Uh, and this might be the team that does that. Maybe they crack the elite eight again, perhaps even further. What do you think? I mean, they have a, a, a experienced team. It wouldn't shock me. It's all about matchups. So I think when you get into the NCAA tournament, yeah, Obviously, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to pick them to go to the Final Four, but they could. I think they could. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, well, and also using your argument about Ohio State, this team returns everybody, and they lost in the first round a, a year ago. It's true. It's true. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they're the, the you have the Virginia angle here. Yeah, the Virginia there's value and, yeah. in struggling. Sure. I, I mean, I, there is value in struggling. So, all right, folks, got a couple. If, teams if anybody left. would know that, it would be you. A hundred percent stand-up comedy. You <laughs> go and eat shit every night, all right? <laughs> not, and then not last night, man. And then you feel like you're doing better the next night, uh, even though you're not. <laughs> um, look, uh, <laughs> the the college basketball experience Big Ten previews brought, uh, brought to you by BetQL tonight. Miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before. Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? Well, you can relive the best in sports from the night before with BetQL tonight. BetQL tonight is a high energy, live destination for casual and hardcore sports fans alike. It's engaging, it's polarizing, it's relevant. Uh, get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment. Host Quentin Mayo and Ryan Horvat and Trista Crick are joined by on-site correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. Every detail matters when making bets. BetQL tonight dives deeper to help you give, uh, basically help to give you the best edge. All right. Uh, it's, it's fun to, to bet on the game, but it's even more fun to get the inside scoop. Tune into BetQL tonight. Listen on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And also your, your other favorite podcast app should be us. Cause we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes. It's now live in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. We got to talk. Scarlet Knights now. First NCAA tournament since 19 appearance since 1991. But yet Jacob Young heads out to Oregon, Miles Johnson heads out to UCLA and Montez Mathis heads right up the road to St. John's. Steve Peichel did luck out when Geo Baker and Ron Harper decided to return. Um, Clifford Amarori is back at the big man spot, but you look elsewhere. Yes. You're bringing in Andre uh, Hyatt from LSU, who I think could end up being a starter on this team. 
I think Ralph AG is another transfer they brought in from San Jose State, who averaged double digits in the Mountain West. But after that, maybe you could make a case for uh, you know a few other guys that didn't get a lot of burn that were young, like Mag. What do you make of this Rutgers team? It, it will will Caleb McConnell pick up the slack uh, that Mathis and Young? Someone's going to pick up some of the points there, or uh, Malkany. You got to love the uh, backcourt. I mean, those guys uh, all played you know, solid minutes for Rutgers last year. And then, I mean, not just solid minutes, Ron Harper was one of the best players in the conference. He should be again. It is a little disheartening to see some of those guys transfer out because Rutgers was look like they were, they were building something. I mean, they made the NCAAs, they beat Clemson. They went around, they should have beat Houston. They should have beat Houston. Beat Houston. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a little disappointing to see some of those guys left, especially miles Johnson, because if, if they had their center back, this team looks really good. Especially if they can bring uh, Omar Yui off the bench, probably where he belongs. We'll see how he steps up and how he plays as a starter. But especially, I mean, because they have they have backcourt depth here, so I understand maybe not quite enough minutes with Young and Mathis, and then with uh, Mulcahy and uh, McConnell coming on. But really, um, if Miles Johnson was there, this team I might you know pick to go pretty far. So that is the uh, glaring weakness. They they the bench seems a little lacking. We'll see how those transfers come in. They're going to need some bench production. Uh, overall, I think it's a good team. A lot of pieces back from last year, but what uh, what could have been is the story of Rutgers this year. Because if they would have brought everybody back, this team could have really made some noise. Are they in the NCAA tournament come March, Nick? I'll say yeah. Yeah, I'll say they sneak in. They're going to be that is this is the epitome of a bubble team here. Yeah, I, every I game will be key. They got to stay healthy. All right, uh, final team in the Big Ten is the Wisconsin Badgers. Talk about a team where the locker room seemed uh, very divided. You wonder about uh, what Greg Gard is doing there uh, in Wisconsin, in Madison. Um, they return Brad Davison as a, as a fifth year senior, super senior, because of the COVID thing. After that, yes, Jonathan Davis, Tyler Waller back some veterans there, Ben Carlson on the bench. Um, uh, they bring in a decent freshman and Chucky Hepburn, Chris Vaught transfers in from Cincinnati where he was solid seven footer. I'm not very excited about this team. I don't, I, I, I don't know what is happening. They, they brought in a wake forest transfer too, and Jacoby Neath. but what do you make of the Badgers? Yeah, I think they're going to struggle. I mean, you know, granted they play a a brand of basketball which is unique and, you know, to to their system. And, you know, s- different systems can have success even if uh looking at a roster on paper doesn't scream very good, you know. Uh and right now, I mean, yeah, you look at it and you see a couple of decent players like Davison or or Jonathan Davis. But other than that, you're you're pretty you're left pretty underwhelmed. Uh, and then Greg Gard, and what has he proven? Other, than, uh, not a lot. Obviously, his time in Madison might be limited. So uh, I, I, I expect Wisconsin to to struggle here. They lose a lot with Potter and Rovers and Aleem Ford and and Trice. And I don't see where they're going to, you know, find that kind of production with the guys coming up through the system. So yeah, I'm I'm down on whiskey this year. Um, I don't think they'll be very good. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, so before we get to our pecking order, 
best bet to me. Let's do a lock a dog. Uh, what's the lock here? Michigan plus two hundred for you? Oh uh, no! Actually, you know what? I'll go Purdue plus three hundred. Okay, okay. I will. Uh, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with the Terps plus twelve hundred. Trust that starting five. That's my uh, uh, to win the conference. I don't think that that's yeah. not my dog. My dog oh. is the Hoosiers. Well, we're going to share, we're going to share the same dog. Yeah. I mean, like I said, to start the uh, podcast, if you're betting this, you might want to, you know, bet one of the favorites, either Michigan or Purdue, and then sprinkle a little bit on one of the long shots you like, like a Maryland uh, Terrapins. Or Is Indiana. that even a long shot though? I feel like if Purdue and Maryland played right now, do you feel confident saying Purdue is going to definitely beat Maryland? No, no, I don't. And, you know, and that's why those odds are, are pretty attractive for, for uh, Maryland. All right, now let's go pecking order. Uh, so I'm going to put Maryland at one. I'll put Purdue. I got Purdue at two. I'll put uh, Michigan at three. Chalk City. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, two. I'm sorry. Who do you have at two? I'm sorry. Yeah, Michigan at two. Chalk City over there. Um, <laughs> at three, I am going to take. I'll ride with Michigan too. Michigan at three. I go Maryland three at four is where we have fun. I'm going to go Indiana at four. Oh, I was going to go Indiana four. Also Ohio state five. Yes, I agree. Let's, let's do that. Illinois six, Illinois six, Michigan state seven. I'm on board there, but I'm going to go, uh, I'll go. Yeah, no, I'm on board. I'm on board with that exact thing. And then uh, Rutgers eight. Agreed. Nine for me is going to be Northwestern. Nine for me will be Iowa. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Nine is Penn state for me. Nine is Penn state for me. 10 Northwestern 11. Iowa. Uh, all right, I will. I'm kind of forgetting what order I'm at here, but after Iowa, I will have Northwestern, then Penn State, followed by Nebraska and Minnesota. Where do you have Wisconsin? Oh, I got Wis- there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wisconsin above Nebraska and Minnesota. I'm gonna take Wisconsin and Minnesota to be in the basement. Give me Nebraska to be it's slightly better this year. They're coming up. Man, Wisconsin, the once proud basketball pro- uh, program. So. If they're if they if they finish that low, we got we have guard being fired, right? I think he yeah, I think he's on the verge of it. Yeah, agreed. So all right, folks, this is the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend we're breaking down every single conference and we'll be coming to you six days a week talking college basketball. Yes, the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Also, subscribe to the college football experience. Big Ten Conference is on fire this year. Subscribe to both, have fun. Get that SGPN app. It's down you can get it for free. You'll get all of our picks, all of our podcasts. And if you do that, leave a five-star review, say some nice things. And if you do that, take a screenshot. And if you do that, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me the screenshot. I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Uh, Patty C or N- I'm sorry. NC Nick here is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one Terrell Furman jr. Is on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore and the college basketball experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Uh, subscribe to all of them. 
Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast as well. We're talking college basketball all year long and college football. Get in there, do all that. This is the college basketball experience, Big Ten style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.